Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. We're back. And what are we back with? The third movie of the day is going to be Mikey and Nikki from uh, <laughs> uh, Reefer Town, USA from 1976. Another Paramount picture. think about this i'm a huge john cassavetes <laughs> fan and although he only acts in this it just feels like a cassavetes movie well i think he said somewhere i remember reading this or maybe listening to it somewhere that he this is the only movie he was in outside of the ones he directed that he thought was worth the shit like yeah uh, yeah yeah, like yeah rosemary's baby dirty dozen who needs them according to john yeah yeah, yeah. like but hey, uh my favorite of his was the devil's angels devil's angels the way out wild ones Grabbing at all sensations with their mamas. He plays the head of the motorcycle gang. Sort of a, totally miscast. Sort of a, a. But he said he did it. He did it because he had the money to, that gave him the money to do faces. See, yeah, that's the whole thing. His, yeah. All his. He com- just worked to make movies. All his movies. And he was kind of a movie star. He was sort of famous, especially mm-hmm. in the 60s. He had a TV show. He was in the Lee Marvin movie, The Killers. He was a sort of famous actor before he even was a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, he he worked when he needed to, when mm-hmm. he needed the money. And he's, but he's this, good, th- too, though. I think he's, he's really talented. really, actor. really yeah, good. Uh, he's such a, a like iconic director you might even underrate him as an actor i think he's really good uh, me too yeah. and i love him in this and mm. peter falk said that um he says the best script he ever read and yeah. the funny thing about this feeling like a cassavetes movie is it's of 
it's a visual flow that um, it the movie's totally scripted. Yeah, I know it's that. Not improvised. I know that. Yeah. And, and Cassavetes totally would improvise all, yeah. all kinds of shit. And the way they talk to each other feels improvised because it's so kind of like, like mumbly yeah, yeah, yeah. and light on its feet. It, it's so kind of like, uh, like okay, you're him and you're him and you're in this situation. Go. Yeah, and it's. I think that's the rapport between Peter Falk and John Cassavetes, like the real life friendship Definitely. playing out. Because I think they were best friends in real life. Yeah, yeah. they were, and they were in a ton of movies together. Yeah. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm scared. I know you are. Oh boy. I am so scared. Come on. Stop fucking yourself up. You know, I don't shave. Did you know that? I don't want to take care of myself. I think if I don't take care of myself and I sit still and I don't move. Maybe they'll forget about me. But then I'm I'm scared of that too because I think maybe if I sit there too long, maybe when I want to move, I won't be able to move. You sound like you're ready for a straitjacket. I'm gonna die. Come on. You're not gonna die. It really, really works. So, um, written and directed by Elaine May, and um, do you see the the uh, uh, after the so in the credits before that before it says written and directed by Elaine May, it's got the three actors. It's got you know John Cassavetes, Peter Falk, name of the movie, Mikey and Nikki. Then like, with Ned Beatty, then fourth credit, visual consultant Anthea Silbert. Oh wow! Yeah, so that is Paul... is that Silbert Richard Silbert well, uh, uh, relation? So Richard Silbert's brother Paul Silbert, who's also a famous production designer, the both of the Silver brothers, and and Thea was married to Paul for a time. Oh wow! Uh, and you know who else? And she was involved in the Mike Nichols movies too. She had credits like where she would be like a visual consultant. Uh, I think on Virginia Woolf, her name was on it, mm, and then okay. Richard Silbert, who would have been her brother-in-law, was right after it. Um, but. What was I getting at? Oh, where Anthea Silbert's name popped up before in this podcast. Later in her career, she became a producer and produced many movies with Goldie Hawn. Oh, hello. Including Swing Shift. And she she was the producer that basically, like, hacked Demi's shit to bits. Wow. Yeah, and she, it's, she, yeah she took Goldie's side because they were pals and she fucked the movie. Yeah, and, you know, that would have been, I, I think that they thought that was the more commercial move. The movie flopped. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's just a... I wasn't expecting those that kind of synchronicity. Like it was a surprise the way people fit together sometimes. Yeah, and, that's a, yeah. I had no idea that that that, that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is Paramount. So, yep. um, so w- w- what I'm trying to figure out about this movie, aside from the fact that the the story is is it's simple, but it's really effective. Um, um, Nikki is John Cassavetes. He's holed up in a hotel room because he hears there's a contract on on his life. Starts right, like, already frantic. Already frantic. Gangbusters, yeah. Yeah, He's stolen money from a crime boss, and uh, he calls Mikey and says, you got to get me out of here. And uh, come to the corner of this street and that street. And it throws a perfectly good bottle of J&B scotch out the window, yeah, by the I, way. Yeah, he throws several things out the window, yeah, yeah. I think, to get Mikey's attention, right? Right, because he didn't yeah. want to tell him exactly where he was. Uh, which is interesting because later on you find out that Mikey is with the crime well, boss, sort of setting him up. That's a thing too. I wanted to note, and this is something I heard on a podcast. Somebody 
somebody uh, uh, postulated this theory, and of course I listen to a different podcast all the time, so I don't remember exactly who it is. So my credit is muddled. I'm sorry about that. But the idea that I am stealing right now <laughs> is the theory that Elaine May's movies are all about one side of a couple conspiring against another, the other side of it mm. to one extent or another. Certainly true of the first two movies we saw. Certainly true of this. True less, but still true in Ishtar. I want to talk about it in terms of primary colors. I mean, we shouldn't direct, but we can, we'll do that when we get there. Yeah. But that's definitely that's what this really movie is. That's a really interesting point. Yeah. That hadn't crossed my mind, but it's, that's... Uh... The, this movie has that, too, because, like, they are kind of framed as a couple, even though they're, like, friends, you know? But they're, like, they're so codependent on each other, it almost feels like a romantic relationship at certain it, times, It does, know? it does, yeah. It does feel like they're old, an old married couple, mm-hmm. almost. But they grew up together. Yeah. Yeah, there's a backstory about, um, about, um... Oh, Nicky's, like, so... He, he's so, um... He's so manic. Manic is the word, yeah. Cassavetes is, really plays up this completely, this mania. Because he, he feels like he's going to die. Right. So Mikey's trying to get him to sit in this one diner long enough for Ned Beatty to ring the phone three times. Right, because Ned's the assassin. Right, right, Ned's the assassin. Mr. Luthor. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, Ned Beatty, God. I know, so we great. love him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to get, there's something, jeez, uh, what was I trying to even, I don't want to even get too off track because I could talk about Ned Beatty all day long. No, I know. Well, uh, I was talking and about And we will, Nikki. we'll get to it. Yeah, but Nikki, something else Nikki we being manicky where, um, where he just won't sit still, so right. so he's dragging Mikey around on a bus and he's they go to the it cemetery. It feels like he's picking a fight with everybody. You know? Yeah, and yeah. It's like he doesn't always, have anything to lose. And, yeah, he's just fucking with the bus driver. Yeah, and Emmett Walsh is the bus driver. Who open a door and let the passengers on. Screw you! Open the door and let the passengers on, or I'll break your neck. And they go to a bar, like a black, like a black bar, and he ends up like being a huge asshole to these guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Hi. How are you? Mel. This is. Wow. What is your name? Is your name Mel? My name is Mel. What's your last name? He gave me a dime. I was gonna make a call. His friend is in the booth. He gave me a dime, and he bought me a drink. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. You gave her a dime, right? So I owe you a dime, because this is my old lady. Okay. What do you mean, she's old lady? She's not old. Bye. That old black man. Man, I'm trying to give you a break. We listen to me. Look in the phone book. Look in the phone book. Look in the phone book. Just turn around. Everybody in here knows you the man, so why don't you leave? I mean, we might be black, but we ain't dumb. How come you're black? What the what fuck the kind fuck of a is line that? is that? that was really like, yeah. like a death wish. Yeah, what yeah. The f- and he did have a death wish because he figured I might as well get it out of the way on my own terms. It sort of seems that's that why way. I'm, yeah. That's why I'm picking a fight with everybody. Yeah, and yeah. eventually the only person he can really ultimately pick a fight with is Mikey, and, they, and he does terrible things to him. He throws his, throws his watch on the ground, smashes it, and he's like, that, that watch was from my dad. You know, this is something that who, means who, something who, to me. John Cassavetes knew. They knew each other yeah, from when they were yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Cassavetes is talking about Mikey's brother. Uh, who nobody, uh, yeah. Who, yeah. Who uh, died and, and uh, you know, talking about their parents, their moms. He wants to go to the cemetery to see his mom. He doesn't even, it's dark. He doesn't even know where a gravestone is. And it's and it's just, it's it's a gut-wrenching film in a lot of ways. It's past midnight. The gates will be closed. We'll climb over 
When did we ever use a gate to get into a cemetery? What do you mean, when did we ever? You're making sound Getting like off. we're cemetery freaks. <laughs> So good, so yeah, the, good. The, the 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 dialogue between them is is really killer, and I and I love that it is not. I can't get, I can't believe that it's not improvised somewhere, but maybe it's just the way they managed to frame it. And you know, Elaine May was writing this movie all the way back in her Compass Players days before Nichols and May. Even. I did not yeah, know that. I guess, and I heard this also on a podcast where it said. Basically, uh, she wrote it as like a in its initial form. It was like a brief, like one act play almost, where mm-hmm. it's like the Compass players just need extra material in case we run out and need to put on a show for fifteen minutes. And get, you know, and it was just this little sketch almost. Right. But it was like, okay, I know the and I don't know who the actors even were. It wasn't Cassavetes and Falk. It was some actors in the Compass players. It was like, okay, they can play gangsters pretty well. Let's write a gangster thing with two guys and it's all dialogue. And then it, the genus twenty years, it became this. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I was reading that, um, that she drew on 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 some childhood things where she said, you know, her, her family were kind of. I think her dad was like a bookmaker or something yeah. in Philadelphia. And this movie takes place in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I thought it took place in New York, but no, I guess I it was too. shot in Philly. There, yeah, New York and Philly have. It a, looks very similar. similar. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and and. and and what was I going to say? That the the, um, the thing. What were we talking about? This movie. How much footage she shot? Yeah, did I read somewhere? And I don't know how accurate this is because it sounds insane. But they, I read somewhere that they've shot more film for this movie than any other movie like, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I read, the movie's uh, not long. More, it's more than Gone with the Wind, which made, double would, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, which double. would quantify that really hairy. You know, Gone with the Wind. How long is that movie? This movie is like half as long. Uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. pointed out that the continuity uh, is jarring because there's so many editors' hands in it. She mm. um, she shot so much shit. That uh, the pencil's in one hand, then it's in the other, and you know it's just little stupid shit like that. I didn't now, even notice. I, did, I didn't even I, notice. I did see a crew member in in, uh, in a reflection in the hotel scene right in the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, I saw a guy there. Uh, maybe the cameraman. Yeah, somehow caught himself in the mirror, and and they just it's in there. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, know? you know that's uh not what. Elaine May was concerned about, I think. She was really exactly. concerned about the dialogue. And exactly. The, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And there's a famous story where um, where Mikey and Nikki leave the scene, leave the room, and nothing happens for a while. So a cameraman yells, cut. And she gets bugged with him. What are you yelling cut on my set right, for? You know, yeah. It's like out of the stuntman. You know? uh, he said, well, they, they left. And she said, yeah, but they might come back. Right. Well, that's the, yeah, I, I had also heard she liked to just keep the camera on. Like, that was a big part of it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, Instead yeah. of cutting, she just liked, you know, we'll go from take to take, but we'll just keep the camera on. But in that case also reminds happens. me of a, of a Groucho Marx story about W.C. Fields where he and Groucho went to his house and, uh, and, and, and W.C. Fields showed him his attic and he has cases of booze up there. And Groucho's like, Bill, you know, what are you doing? I mean, prohibition's over. He said, yeah, but it might come back. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's planning for it. Yeah. Which is like, that sounds like something W.C. Fields would say in a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole life was a movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that just somehow that hit, that struck me. They might come back. Yeah. Um, that was really, you know, Emmett Walsh, one of the lines I love from him, just off topic, is in The Jerk. He's the... He's the guy who just sticks his finger in the phone book and goes, Johnson, Maven Arms, sounds like a typical bastard. 
<laughs> he's a guy and who then later he apologizes in the he, movie how he's gone straight and, you yeah know. he's a, an actor who will regularly get you know in he'll be in a lot of movies for a very small amount of screen time yet still be super memorable mm-hmm. slap yeah. shot for example yeah, is another yeah, one yeah, yeah. He, he's never like a huge huge character but he's all, always kills it his biggest role just in terms of the screen time is probably uh Cohen Brothers, Blood Simple. Yeah, Blood Simple. Which I was going to say very good movie. I was yeah, going to say their that. first he, movie. Yeah. yeah, he's very prominent. Yeah, in that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so the, you know, they because because Mikey is trying to set him up with Ned. But we and, know that really early in the movie. Yeah, it and Nikki won't sit still. So Nikki says, "We're going to go see this girl," and this is a brutal scene too, where he goes and to it, see yeah, this girl. Yeah. That he knows. Nelly um, is her name, which I didn't even realize she had a name until looking at the credits. They just yeah. call her the girl. She likes me. She won't do anything for me. Sure she likes me. She likes you. She likes everybody. I heard that from 20 guys. You go in. Oh, man, don't take any bullshit. Put her down on the couch and tell her what to do. And she's really—it's uh, a heartbreaking. Uh, the, the actress I don't didn't know. Her name is Carol Grace. Is that she's unbelievably name. Yeah. good. In she's this. very she's good. Just, uh, striking looking, and um, and Cassavetes is just this—you know—again, he just. Mikey is trying to talk to her about like the news. So you like the news, huh? I like to know what's happening. No, that's, uh, that's unusual. Because you know that, uh, most pretty girls, uh, they don't have a brain in their head. I mean, most pretty girls, they don't care about, uh, anything that's happening around them, except that they want to have a good time. Isn't it so? Yes, I, I guess most girls are pretty dumb. It makes it nice when they're smart and pretty. Cassavetes is just like, just, nah, 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 nah. Like, not about, that's yeah. That's not what we're here for, trying yeah. to, And they're, like, trying to, like, fuck you, Mikey. Go, come, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, Mikey's like, trying to humanize her a little bit, and he, you know, and, and, uh, and Nikki's not having any of it. And, you know, the thing, I'll, you know, you're, you're with your friend, and it's like, oh, we're gonna go see a girl. I figured there would be two girls there. Right, yeah, there's only and, one. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you said, it's a long master shot. Another one, where just Nikki's like in the heartbreak on, Nikki's on the couch with a girl, and Mikey's off in the kitchen in a different light, uh, yeah, it's the, red. It's the landlord, red. landlord has mm-hmm. strikes me that, that red, the, yeah, the exactly. Way the lighting with a with a you're with his, totally uh, correct. Uh, tenant and Mikey has to sit on the garbage can in the kitchen and, and he's just like kind of waited out. And, <laughs> and then really John Cassavetes like does a thing which is like it's such a small little like line moment, but it's so indicative of like who Nikki is, where it's like Nelly's like not getting into it, and, and he's like, oh, what do you want him to leave? Yeah, yeah, I'll get rid of him. And he gets up, he goes over to Nikki, talks to him for a second, or to Mikey, talks to him for a second, and then send Mikey sends Mikey in there. After yeah. said, no, I'll get rid of him. And then he's fucking runs away and sends Mikey in. And does the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she she kind of loses it and bites Mikey well, in the Mikey, lip. Yeah, Mikey it's... ends up kind of like he's he ends up like not 
he ends up being kind of creepy and like pressing it too yeah, much. Yeah, well, he, he's told but a, he's, he's told the, a lie. Well, yeah, that's the a, thing. Yeah, yeah he just... he thought that that uh you know she was a, a sex worker, a prostitute. She thought didn't he? I think he yeah, thought I that think it was he for did. Sale. I think he yeah. just thought okay, this is this is cool. We're I think shut he up. He said and, that yeah. earlier yeah. or later in the movie. He just assumed. You know, and and uh, and 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 it kind of blows up when Mikey just finally says, "Fuck off, will you? You man, come on, don't be mad at me." You got all the friends. You got all the money. Did you have to do that to me in front of some dumb bitch to prove you got all the women? I didn't know that was going to happen. Honest to God, she screws anyone. But me. Everybody but me. Mikey, is that my fault? Don't get mad at me because some dumb hooker turned you down. She's your girl. She's not a hooker. You don't pay for that. Mikey, she's a psycho. You got you to gotta tell her you love her. You give her a few bucks, you tell her it's a present. I thought this was going to make it interesting for you. Bullshit. You knew what would happen. Honest to God, Mikey, I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't do anything to hurt you on purpose. I, I wouldn't do anything to make you look bad. You, you're like my family. I love you. Hey, I think you'd make your family look bad on purpose. Because I don't think you love anyone but you. Mikey's just get, gets fed up with him, but then Nikki's uh, throws the Nikki's uh, he's um, he's like he's he's got this death wish, but he keeps hitting Mikey up to save me, save right. me, save me, you know. And you think like that uh, cumulative exhaustion of the relationship is probably a lot of why he sold Mike uh, Nikki out in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, just kind of be- because you know it so early. There's a lot of like, and this this is where Peter Falk gives such a good performance. You can see like the ups and downs of like, how am I feeling about the fact that I sold him out at any given moment? And sometimes the guilt is real intense. Other times he's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, and it's exactly. all it's all below the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great performance. Yeah, I think, it I think really it's even is. better than Cassavetti's performance. He's, he really fucking is. kills it, Peter Falk. Yeah, 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 it really, really is. He's like a ping pong ball in a, in, in a wind tunnel a lot of times. He's mm-hmm. up and down and around and. And and you know, at some point, this has got to come to uh, uh, to a head. Um, Nikki goes back. They break up, kind of. They separate. Uh, Nikki goes back to his wife, is Joyce Van Patten. Yeah, and, yeah very and briefly, great, she's great, in there. Her yeah. mom's there. Some some. And she even actors. says, I think when Mikey tells, or rather, I keep doing this. When Nikki tells <laughs> uh, his wife Jan, like, "Oh, I'm in trouble." What does she say? Why don't you get a hold of Mikey? He'll help you. The yeah. first thing she says, I mean, yeah. she doesn't know he's already done that. Unbelievable, yeah. He's already done that and, and blown it with him. There's another scene right around that time where Cassavetes just goes to a, inexplicably, it's the middle of the night, and it's a corner, like a little corner store. You got any ice cream? No ice cream. We got egg cream, soda, popsicles, magazines. Candy, cigarettes, just what you see. What kind of a candy store is this you don't have ice cream? <laughs> it's a candy store without ice cream. Just what you see. <laughs> We're the kind of candy store that doesn't sell ice cream. <laughs> That's a great scene. Yeah. Or this, another scene where they're just interacting with like people who are just, you know, regular people in the world and they're just like, weird is uh the scene in the beginning where mikey is at the diner and does like flips out over the half and half give me some milk and some cream and separate cartons to go i just got milk 
No cream? Not to go. What are you putting in the coffee here? You have any cream? Use these little bottles here. All right, give me 15 of those little bottles to go. Give me a couple of cartons of milk. I uh, can't do that. We don't give these bottles to go. If you want coffee to go, I put the cream in it right here and I use the dispenser right back there, sir. All right, give me a carton of cream from the dispenser. How many coffees? Well, no coffees. Just fill up a carton of cream. Can't do that. I wouldn't want to charge it. Cream is for the coffee only. It's not for sale. Charge me for 15 coffees and give me the cream. 15 coffees? That's right. That to me is like a Seinfeld scene. Or like, <laughs> well, we don't sell half and half, but you can mix it in with the thing. Yeah, but we don't sell it like this. It's, it's, it's yeah, such a Seinfeld scene. To the point where he lunges over the wedding. counter and yeah. grabs a guy and like, give me, give me 16 so coffees. Funny. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like five easy pieces. Okay. Uh, I want you to make me a chicken salad sandwich and hold the chicken. You want me <laughs> to hold the chicken? Yeah, I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> <laughs> or like when they're on the bus together all he wants is toast but they won't make toast yeah like and then the, like when they're on the bus together and they're talking and just whatever whatever that's one of the best moments for peter falk as well as he, he says god look at your hands you got such big hands you could have been a great piano player and it's just like <laughs> these guys know each other they love each other there was something there once and yeah I don't know. I think it's it's such a fucking good movie. And I it, gave it five stars. I, it really yeah. is really it's really like, great. And it it like insinuates itself in your head because you watch it and you like it, but then four hours later you realize how much you like it. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. no, and it's very it's very multi layered because mm-hmm. you're yeah it's just it's just the eternal struggle. Yeah, you know, um, you you've got. You've got people taking advantage of you because of your good nature mm-hmm. and bad-natured people. And, and Nicky's not a good-natured person. He's a he's kind of a bad person, but he needs help. Without that, that's the thing about that store scene. And he does love like Mikey. Yeah, he yeah, does. Like regardless of the fact that he uses him, he truly does have affection for him. I think. Yeah, he truly yeah. does. Yeah, I agree. You got big hands. You could have been a piano player with those hands. Every good boy does fine on his lines. And then F-A-C-E in between the lines. My sister played the piano. She taught me a little bit. And he remembered that. That's terrific. And in the store, he's just kind of like this little kid mm-hmm. who's unmoored and without... Without any direction. And, and so Mikey sort of gives him direction. In the same way that and at the same Elaine time May gave Walter Matthau direction when he was trying to kill her. Exactly. See, it's Good that same point. dynamic. Same thing. Yep. And um, and then, you know, when they get separated and, and Nikki's back with his trying to get his wife to help him. Mikey goes. Mikey goes hooks up, up with Ned Beatty. Yeah. And so he and Ned are driving around thinking they're going to find... Uh, so the <laughs> the scene where they <laughs> Wrong guy. they've got a they've got a guy in a in a in a tan trench coat that's him that's him and they're running him down and he falls down and then Mikey goes that's not him yeah no, isn't that funny yeah <laughs> scared the shit out of some poor guy in the middle of the night just running from a car no that's not him do you notice and then they end up meeting the two gangster bosses Resnick and the other one whose character is Sid Fine. 
That's uh, William Hickey is one of them, mm-hmm. and then Resnick is the legendary Sanford Meisner of the Meisner Technique, there the acting teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. I saw that. That's yeah. really cool. And I guess uh, Elaine May originally wanted to put Frank Yoblins, who was the head of Paramount, head of in Paramount. that role. Yeah, yeah. that would have been <laughs> Which funny. Is really funny. Yeah, yeah. He, I can see why he wouldn't want to do that. Well, yeah. he was fine with it. It was Charlie Bluedorn, the head of Gulf Western, who said, you can't do that. Oh, oh yeah. okay. It was well, his that boss. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't know... Um, of course, you don't know the movie has any troubles until you get going later. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, they didn't know she was going to shoot so much footage and just go through all of Right, yeah. It's heavy, also true. heavy yeah. wrangling. And the, the, she has a reputation for like, in the same way that Stanley Kubrick does, of just shoot stuff over and over until it's the way I want it. And and John Cassavetes does too. He, he says like, there's a quote from him where it's like, the one thing I can't handle in a movie is when I'm bad in a scene. And even if you like it, I know when I'm bad and I'm going to redo it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And with both people pursuing their own individual ideas of perfection that hard with like money, it's going to mm-hmm. totally uh, 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 go out of hand. And I guess it did. Uh, yeah. But it produced a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And you oh, know, I loved it. You know the cut of the movie that we watched, the one that exists today, wasn't released. In, no, it is hers. Oh, it, that's right. It was only released in 2019. That's right. Yeah, the, I don't know the original cut is. I don't know how it was different. Was two, but, I read there were three cuts. I forgot there was a there the cut they took, made when they took it away it, from her yeah. and released it. And then there was something, there was another cut after that what she gave, I guess she uh, released, uh, and I don't know if it ever got wide release, but it said she she screened a cut of it that was her director's cut in '86. Right. But that then she has changed it, and she's made a new update re- updated director's cut that was only came out in 2019. Yeah, and Criterion's all over yeah. it. Thank well, God for luckily, them. Luckily, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, they they know um, what's up. Yeah, the um and, and the ending it just it's just fucking horrible because you know M- Mikey goes. To his, to his wife, wife and his yeah. wife is a, is his wife is just she's she's like the perfect kind of wife. She knows she loves Mikey too, and she knows that his his job is you know, and she just she's like the perfect wife. Unfazed by the criminal aspect exactly. of any of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's just yeah. uh she's what Walter White wished Skylar would be. Yeah, 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 <laughs> to, yeah. to bring in another Breaking Bad yeah, reference. Yeah. Uh, it's more like The Sopranos, you it, know? Well, it is a little more like The Sopranos. Yeah. But even Carmela has more inter- internal conflict about it than this lady does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she doesn't get a lot of screen time. That's true. The character we get on screen. Yeah, and at the very end of the movie, uh, you know, Nikki finally comes to the house, and uh, Mikey's telling his wife, just blow him off, telling him I'm not here, you know? She's, he's whispering that to her. So it's and the did, other side of the door, and it's just... Uh, did she's, you... Did you notice, like, right before Nick shows up, he's, like, talking to his... Or Mikey's talking to his wife, and his, he mentions his brother again? Did I ever tell you I had a brother, Izzy, who died? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. When did he die? Years ago. This happened when I was a kid. You enjoy hearing stories when I was... Well, when I was a kid... Sure, I do, honey. He's like, I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah, but Nikki did, right? Nikki did. Yeah, that's so right. It's like, that's and right. It's just every, I don't know. There's so many ups and downs with the character of Mikey. And he and Mikey has to ask her, "Do you like when I tell stories like this?" Because he had already said right. that she liked it, yeah, and, and yet right. obviously like, he's making that up. Yeah, which is like a uh, the heartbreak kid. Well, it was great, but you constantly need to be reassured. Yeah. <laughs> 
And she's like, no, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like it. I'm, you're, you're my husband, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah she's, it's she's cool. chill. She's chill. But she's, she, you know, she's, um, she's, she's trying to get rid of Nikki, and Nikki's at the door. The sun has finally come up, and, um, and, and Nikki's like, well, can I wait for him? Can I come in? Oh, I'm feeling sick. I'm feeling sick because Ned Beatty shows up in the car. And he's pounding on the door. He's kicking it in. And, and Mikey knows it's Mikey what's about knows to happen. What's yeah. about to happen. And he's pushing furniture up against the door mm-hmm. to keep him out. And um, Ned nails him. Yep. On the front porch. And then it, you wanted to know. You remember you didn't hear the last line you were yeah. saying. Uh, I took note of it. It was he says to his wife, "Why don't you go to bed?" So it's just like, yeah, wow. Just, See, that, yeah. I knew that line was. Uh, I knew that line was important. I just couldn't make out what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put uh, on subtitles. You know. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really a great great movie. Uh, I just love I love Cassavetti stuff. Like I've I watched Faces yeah. a bunch of times in a row. Uh, love Streams is one of my favorites uh, that he directed and starred in. It's not his story. Um, and this is not his story, and he's not directing either. No, like yeah, this said, is like just purely as an actor but it fits in with his themes <coughs> absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and you know yeah. that's a that's a guy who i'm not super i'm more familiar with him as an actor than a director personally mm. so i need to watch more of those we can maybe get an episode out of it yeah maybe yeah. we could I, I was almost gonna buy the blu-ray that has uh, all of his shit cool um, cool because there's one one of his movies i was looking for uh tcm has a deal with criterion so they showed the very first cassavetti's movie which was he claimed to be completely improvised and uh whatever studio was releasing it said you need to reshoot some of this oh really nothing happened (laughs) and so they uh he he reshot it and it's basically about a girl who uh uh hooks up with a white um guy and she's black but she doesn't look black and her black family. It's a really cool movie. Uh, what was it called? Colors. It was hmm. really cool. Yeah, um, and very raw and very yeah. shot shoestring budget. And it must have been like location. pre nineteen sixty, probably it or really right around early there. 60s, yeah, yeah. If it was nineteen sixty. It was Cassavetti's first movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's he, his his stuff is fantastic. Faces is one of my favorite movies of, of all time. Um, well, just wonderful. Now. Um, before we move on to another movie, we can we can get to the net of it all. Let's talk about Ned Beatty in yeah. this movie specifically, because he's very funny. <laughs> like the only time I've ever seen a hitman in a movie portrayed as just kind of this beleaguered sort of working class fucking goob. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not not getting the calls I used to, and that's a character that is not out. You know, the movie about Mikey and Nikki. This is a character that almost doesn't need to get these kind of touches it almost feels superfluous but it's so good it is the great little, yeah. the little details yeah. of like his haircut and his ill-fitting jacket and just his <laughs> he's constantly one step behind everybody yeah like he's telling resnick look i, I don't want to have a misunderstanding with you uh i, I know i need a sale and uh i'm gonna all right i'm gonna check it out right now i'm gonna check it out right now is that all right? And he's and then, like, I'm not getting as many sales lately. <laughs> he even talks to Mikey about it when they're in the car together. He's like, I look like a schmuck. I only got about three, four guys that use me. I look worse because it was supposed to be easy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's, the, he's the, just the, the yeah, the everyday the dilemmas of the yeah, hitman. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, that's such a funny touch that really kills me. Of course, this was during Ned's like 
wonderful five-year run that also included your Nashvilles, your Networks, your Superman, uh, 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 your 1940, 1941, um, yeah. as they say. Yeah, he was really on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. Yeah, One of my favorite actors, for sure. Yeah. Um, did you see, speaking of the Nebedi character, when he was driving by the movie theater that Mikey and Nikki were supposedly in? The Laughing it. Policeman. The Laughing Policeman, Bruce Dern yeah. and Walter Matthau. And Walter Matthau. Yep. Yeah. The Laughing Policeman has seen the face of the killer. It may be the last thing he'll ever see. The Laughing Policeman. And, and what was a, the other movie? Was, there were uh, two movies. Yeah, uh, it was a t- ta- uh, Time of the Iron Hand, which was some kind of... Uh, like a, a martial arts film, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was a triple feature, because actually That's underneath right. Laughing Policeman, there's in very small font something called Triple Irons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is. Yeah, and that was a, that was a Hong Kong uh, uh, martial arts movie. Which is, uh, which is, they're hilarious because they use, they finally figured out that hitting a watermelon with a stick was a way to, uh, to get uh, that sound, kick, sure. The kicks and the punches. Foley yeah, artists yeah. have been grateful for years, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we love it and we recommend seeing it where, yeah. whichever way you can. A five star picture. It's on HBO Max. Criterion has it. Yeah. Uh, watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> 